just had a really a strange feeling all day. Uh, I've podcasted about this. It was like four of us just all crossing each other social platforms and doing work. Just short trailers for companies. Do research in that and I love TikTok. That's a way to be creative. And also, there's a lot of companies that you do work for. I've done work for Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It was four of us run into three other women. And just something stuck. We all were diagnosed six years ago. And we all went through the grueling oncology treatments. We all kept holding on to that word hope. We all maxed everything out we could possibly get a hold of. And if there was something new, we'd research and see. And then we all had that five-year prognosis. And as women, we know five years is five years. We didn't know what five years meant. What's five years look like? after you leave oncology and you've maxed everything out and they tell you the words, I'm sorry, it didn't work. I'm gonna release you, but your prognosis is five years. After five years, anticipate things to go back and things to get worse. But they never tell you what is gonna get worse, what do you expect, what's gonna happen. And I realized now after five years and prognosis is yearly and I'm on six years, there's no way in hell any oncologist is going to know what type of complication, what symptom, what's new, what's going to get worse, how's the pain going to get worse, where are you going to feel it now, is it all over your body? If you would have told me I had deep body aches from head to toe that would travel from this damn thing growing back, I'd looked at you like you're crazy. How the hell is deep body aches having anything to do with the tumor way down here? It's ovarian. <laughs> I ain't laughing no more. It was like the four of us. I didn't I didn't put names. I just called ourselves warrior friends. My friend the warrior. The warrior, you're a warrior, you're a warrior. And we'd exchange things, just ideas and suggestions and oh, where's that cheesecake from? Or where did you go? And somewhere out of the country and somewhere in the States. But we all were so similar with our journey that it just stuck. And we'd correspond outside of the social media platforms and just say acquaintances that became more. I wouldn't say friends. It's just something special. I'd say more than friends. Just a journey. Um, some people say soul sisters. I say soul warriors because I really referred to all of us as warriors. And one by one, they lost their battle. And their journey was over, one by one. And yesterday, one. Out of four women, some damn brave warriors who gave it everything they got and fought their ass off, I literally stand right now shaking my head completely in shock, although I felt odd um the last of the warriors i had sent 
her a message that I knew she wasn't feeling well. I knew that she had passed yesterday, but family needs to put that out there first. And people that are friends with her respect, and you respect that with people, is you don't say anything. And I didn't say anything, and I kept my word on that. Because that's something that family does at their time when they're ready to share the news. Um, that she made it to the last part of the journey and she's in heaven. So I had a strange feeling. Well, I go last week, I'd ask her, do you, like, do you have any, and I know I podcasted this. This is what the podcast is great because I can go back. I remember I brought this up. I know I posted it. And I asked her, have you had any loved ones visit you from heaven or fur babies? Because I've heard from a lot of people, and we both know, with, you know, the, our prior warrior soul sister friends that they had things like that happen. So I know this is real legit, that people from heaven literally help you to transition, and so do your fur babies. And you know when it's time, and you start planning, and you start getting things in order and you start getting your will in order and you start doing things you don't realize what you're doing as you know your journey is coming close to an end and you do that because things get worse the pain gets worse you feel worse um, you just can feel it uh, best way to say it the changes within your body scans and that get worse things start coming up they don't look good you start getting ascites and fluid and pockets of fluid and it just didn't, and then you just told that, you know, we all had the same, the same oncology conversation and meeting in that room. I'm sorry, but we're in a position now where things are getting worse. So we're gonna have to send you back to the hospital. Um, another friend of mine was out of the country, but they did the same thing like I did. They had hospital care that managed their pain. And then they passed peacefully at home. Um, it's not because they're hospice. I can't think of the name of the group and organization that visits, but it's the same as hospice to make you comfortable. She fought her ass off. The thing with all three, and I'm standing left for is nobody wanted to die. They wanted to live. And most people with cancer, you hear, oh, you know, they passed peaceful, peacefully, they're in peace now, and yada, yada, yada. And I don't know how many times I've said this, is people don't want to die unless you lived a full life. I was talking about the hurricane of these seasoned people. I call them elderly people, I call them seasoned, you know? They didn't leave their houses because they lived a full life. They were okay facing death. They were going to go peacefully where they always wanted to go peacefully as at home. And if that meant Mother Nature's going to get them closer to heaven and the gates, and so be it, they didn't leave. But not one of the three warriors fought with everything they got. They didn't want to die. And neither did she. Um, her husband posted a video 
she left. Um, she was more, uh, I'm an organized, I think we all were, but she was more way ahead of the game of getting cards for years down the road for her husband and her sons and you know, her children. Um, did as much as she could on her bucket list. Um, the last real correspondences and things we talked about um, were more of decisions because, like myself, she had decisions, do I, which she did the pain pump, do I do a pain pump, do I continue on the meds? I said, do the, what, what you think. If you don't feel like you're getting enough relief off the meds, then go for the pain pump. And if you don't like the pain pump, like they told me, it can remove it. All right. But you do what you want to do. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't even listen to your husband. You do what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, you want to try the pain pump, and go for it. Do it. She did the pain pump. And realizing finally getting the pain under control. Um, I'm waiting on mine. I have things I have to tend to first, um, which has me a little bit in the backing, but we're going forward with the pain pump by the end of this year, the next couple of months, and I'll have my pain pump. And I don't have to worry about all these <laughs> pills because we're already, I'm going like four pills a day just on getting the pain under control. And the other three warriors, warrior sisters, we all been down that road. Every single one got a pain pump. I think I just fought it harder because I'm stubborn as hell. <laughs> they knew that. And we all went through, same thing. Um, what do you eat? What do we eat? Ice cream. I eat ice cream. I'm eating ice cream a lot because I'm not hungry. I learned from them. Get pints of ice cream. Don't get the half gallon. Get pints. You know, you can control how much you eat easier then. And you can look at your calorie content and get it all continue. We all continued with the shakes and that. And I started just over the past couple of weeks with ice cream because I'm not getting enough calories in. I learned, we all learned together. But the question was, is she was offered immunotherapy and a new type of treatment and it wasn't a guarantee. And the question that weighed on her mind is, do I do that? Or do I now go under hospice because, you know, I'm under pain management, pain pump, but I'm just tired of fighting, I'm tired. See, we know when we're tired and it's okay to say I'm tired. I've been there. Um, but I fought so much with Eric in trying to get an atmosphere under control that there are many times I was ready for hospice and one's definitely my physicians now, my hospital doctors, but Eric made it to where I literally was exhausting energy I didn't know I had, and I kept fighting and fighting and fighting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm still going through that with trauma therapy. Because there was many times I was ready, and that's not a joke. That's the truth. But I never would dream I was the last one standing. But... I told her when you make decisions like that, it's really ultimately your decision. It's not your spouse or your friends or anybody else. Please do what's best for you. If you feel 
you want to go through the treatment and try it, go for it. But you have to weigh the risk versus benefits. And we all know with oncology treatments, it's not, you know, it's not a guarantee and it's experimental and yada, yada, yada. She made a decision to schedule a day of treatment. Although I was thinking, I don't know, the side effects are pretty wicked. And when you get past the five-year mark, you're already tired. Your body gets tired. Now you're going to push yourself into land of don't know. That could cut your life shorter if you just go under pain management. And when you're ready, and you know you're ready, you go and you, they get you set up with hospice. Um, the difference is, is, is um, medication stronger. Um, it makes you not as mobile, obviously, but you need the pain medicine. And your body slows down. As I was just told last week, it's, it's not that people, it's misconception, people come off a of hospice, very seldom do they. Um, it's a way and means to help you pass peacefully because you're at that part of your journey. And people know when they're at the part of the journey. They let their physician know. When you're under pain management, the next part is hospice. And usually when you're under hospital pain management like I am, they will piggyback with hospice and they work together. Um, most of the time, hospice just wants to control everything, but when you're already under a hospital doctor, um, especially disability, you're entitled and you're allowed to have both. And that's what I plan on doing too. But uh, at the last minute, she decided against the treatment. And instead, she decided to go with what she wanted, is to spend the last, last of her life, or whatever that may be, as, as long as she could fight spending time creating memories and with her husband and her children and some close friends and corresponding with warriors because I call us warriors I don't call us patients because um, it's just a battle with people that have never been in our shoes will never understand um, I was talking about I'm gonna bust out with my wigs <laughs> this, this fall and winter um, because it's one thing with me and her is we both agree the wigs are so itchy and scratchy and she never liked to show her short short hair because she was always known like myself for long hair thick hair too much hair and when you go through treatments and they don't work and you're getting sick and the tumor's taking what you take in, you lose your hair, you lose your eyebrows, you lose everything. We discussed tattoos. I still haven't got them yet, but she sent me the link. You need to order from Amazon.com, Kim. They are eyebrow tattoos. You know what, Brandy? Her name's Brandy. And I'm sure many people know who I'm talking about if you followed her journey. I got to know her as a true warrior outside a social media because sometimes you just connect I still have to get this tattoo eyebrow tattoos Brandy <laughs> I really do um, but one thing she sent me is um, we both have many many wigs and um, both hated our hair scalp scratchy itchy I told her hey you know what that video that one video it was like a couple weeks ago where'd you get that wig from she's like I'm gonna send it to you I got it from Amazon there's a company that makes them and they're almost like completely like almost real 
I was like, hmm, get a red one. She's like, I should try blonde. Like blonde, like a hue of dark and blonde. I said, okay. And, and I got it in the mail. She sent me one. I got that wig. And once I realized family released her passing, um, this morning I went to my closet of many RuPaul wigs <laughs> of many colors. I, I, I got that wig out. So today I'm gonna, I'm wearing my wig and I'm gonna wear my beanie hat and I'm wearing it proud, but I'm wearing it and um, I'm not gonna say memory because spirit remains in honor of three brave women all diagnosed six years ago, all went through the same oncology journey. We maxed it out. We fought our ass off. But the thing is, nobody wanted to die. We all want to live. And then there was one, me. It's not that just, I don't say you're at peace, because I think that's tacky to say that, is they're at home now in a beautiful place called heaven. And I'm on earth scratching my head of what's to come. And I know my situations got worse and um, we followed each other, not just for support, but the journey's pretty much the same, no matter what kind of um, oncology treatments or what kind of cancer you're battling. The journey in the end is pretty much the same, folks. But nobody wants to die. Get it right. Please don't say it, peace. And so when passes say they made it home, they earned their wings. Because they did. In a beautiful place. And I believe her loved ones and her fur babies were waiting. I know. But I got my wig out. Now I'm going to wear it. And I'm going to wear my beanie. Because we loved our beanies. We all loved our beanies. In fact, I think I have more beanies than them. But I love hats too. <laughs> but she had me beat on the wigs. Um, it's like, wow, you know, like, um, only three. Can you imagine that over a year? I've connected with three individual, but yet our journeys are similar. Beautiful souls, but what I call some strong-ass women, warriors. I don't have those journeys and the correspondences anymore. It's like a void. It's a loss. You don't have to get super close. We never had to get super close. Um, we just watched one another. Strange, I was saying that eventually in time, I have to set myself free like a cocoon and a butterfly, as therapist said, or releasing myself um, of what I once knew. But I'm realizing that the journey isn't over yet for me. Um, and when I'm set free, just like a butterfly, that's the end of the journey. And I realize that's really what that means. is the end of here, but going back home. So I'm getting ready to color my hair at almost three in the morning. I didn't take my medicine because um, 
I spent all day just thinking about her and nice warrior sisters and I'm like it's just it feels strange you know when you connect with somebody and you're going through something that's life-changing and um, many people go through oncology treatments many people have cancer but when you cross people and you've gone through very similar things and you think alike and just something I think it's the soul really you connect on a deeper level it's it's uh it's past a platform past a podcast you connect on a deeper level uh, I was looking at my Hagen Doss ice cream and to the left is my wig I wouldn't have either if I wouldn't have connected with some brave, brave, beautiful souls. Um, warriors. Uh, welcome. Welcome back home, warrior. You fought a brave, long battle. I'm not going to say you're at peace. But thank you. Thank you for uh, just being you. And, uh, yeah.